0: Welcome to Lending Forward, a podcast where we're lending every bit of what we know to our listeners, from real conversations and lessons learned deep within the industry to education and forward thinking. Together, we're lending forward. And as always, don't forget to subscribe to our channels and connect with us on www.atlanticbay.com. Atlantic Bay Mortgage Group, LLC, NMLS number 72043, nmlsconsumeraccess.org is an equal opportunity lender. Located at 600 Lynn Haven Parkway, Suite 203, Virginia Beach, Virginia, 23452. Welcome to another episode of Lending Forward. I'm your host, Taylor Ellard. And joining me today is Dr. Bruce from 90 Day Sales Manager. Welcome.
1: Thank you for having me. So excited to be here.
0: Yeah, me too. So I met you down in Atlanta at one of our sales retreats, and I just thought that your 90 day sales was so, so empowering and everybody kind of needs to hear it from a high level standpoint. Tell us a little bit about you and how you've created this and how you got on this journey.
1: Yeah, for sure. So I was very fortunate. You know, I have one very basic belief everybody needs a coach in life, right? Great coaches can change our lives. And I was very fortunate to uh, meet a coach in the coaching business, the business sales training business at a very early age. And I helped him grow this multi-million dollar coaching business out of Nashville. And then eventually just got to the point where you know we were a two-person show. It was me and him, and he's out speaking, and he's got all these high net clients. And then we started this division of the company called Talent Supply, where we get your younger, newer talent ready faster. And so I was in charge of that division. And it really was specifically for loan officers, right? So brand new LOs, maybe they were an LOA for six months to a year. Now they're going to go launch their own and become their own loan officer. Right? I call that being a solopreneur. And so that was really where I like I saw that program. Like, man, this could be really, really good. And that's where I just decided, you know what, Um, Coach, I love you. I appreciate everything that you've done for me. But I'm going to go move to Denver and launch this business completely fresh on my own, not knowing anybody. So people thought I was kind of going through a midlife crisis. So that's really how I got started in the coaching space. Now before that, you know, I was a professor. So I have a PhD. And human performance. I was one of the youngest ever program directors in the Texas A&M system. So wow. I think what's fun for me at this stage is like that heart of a teacher approach, right? I can combine the educational side of all that, the human performance, behavioral sciences, and now weave it into 90-day sales manager from a pure business coaching standpoint.
0: That's crazy. So Professor, high performance, What? tell me more about that. Because obviously, that was an implementation of tracking people's growth and such. So tell, tell us more about that.
1: Yeah, so behavioral sciences, as we know, I mean, it's very wide ranging, right? There's all different types of sociology, psychology, all the different things that goes into this. But you know, I've kind of become known as the Five Habits guy, right? The Five Habits of Highly Effective Salespeople, and so that's really what I have established and studied. You know, thousands of salespeople over the past decade of my life, and I've really developed it. There's it's morphed it down into these five habits, and so that's really become my biggest keynote. At the end of the day, Taylor, I think that a lot of it's just confidence, right? At the end of the day it's like, that's the number one thing that we all struggle with as human beings. It's confidence. It's, am I doing the right things? Am I good enough? I have imposter syndrome, right? There's just so many things that it takes to go out there and be successful. Not even in just in business, like obviously in business, more than anything, like I said earlier, like being a solopreneur, where it falls solely on you every single day to do your sales, your service, your marketing, and all of this is a mindset, right? So I think that's why it's so much fun for me is bringing that side of it, the science over into the business world, and really helping people go out there and be more confident, especially, you know, quite frankly, my passion lies with with younger, newer people in the industry, right? So I think that's where I want to be the number one sales onboarding program in the world for commoditized salespeople in real estate, mortgage, title, insurance, and wow. financial.
0: Yeah. Well, that's awesome. And I think that the younger folks that are just breaking into the industry are a little bit more hungrier than others sometimes. And I could be wrong in saying that, but I think they're more of a sponge because they they really don't have anything else to compare it to. And they know they are ready to, for that next deal. So that's where I say hungry. But yep. how do you see the behavioral side? So selling, obviously, you've got to be, one, like you said, confident. You've got to be a bit outgoing, able to ask for the business. How are you kind of coaching when you're getting out there to portray your true self and also ask for the deal at the same time.
1: For sure. Yeah. So, you know, I shared a belief earlier. I believe everybody needs a coach in life. I also believe trained people always outperform untrained people. And what I have learned, and I get this a lot when I go speak on stages in front of hundreds, if not thousands of people, it's like, oh my gosh, where were you 20 or 30 years ago when I first got started in the business? And I mean, I love hearing that. And I'm one of those, like our best days are always still ahead of us, right? That's part of being hungry, humble, and coachable. Right. Um, but when you talk about like, you know, younger, newer people getting out there, you know a lot of people it's just kind of i just fell into the business right like how many times Always. have you ever heard that right like we so all many. kind of have fallen into the business right but and i know you love marketing from a marketing standpoint that's not going to be sexy that's not going to be get you up in the morning that's not going to get you to go out there and be hungry to go get more business right so i think the very first part of all of this for everybody is finding packaging and selling your special and you know i call that your opportunity statement but what is that marketing message like why do i choose you over everybody else out there how do you turn your mess into your message You know, your mentors, your education, your struggles, and your past scriptings. And so that's really where I, you know, I would tell everybody before you get into prospecting, before you get into follow-up, before you get into client onboarding and retention and referrals, before you get into, you know, just the marketing side of going out there and doing videos and all those kinds of things is you really do have to know your internal, I don't want to call it, start with why, right? The Simon Sinek thing, but it really is your internal packaging of your own story. So to me, that's the very first part of all of this is habit number one. I call it your opportunity statement, but it really is your marketing message. Before I tell you what to do, let me tell you what I believe and why I believe it. And then I'll, t- I'll tell you how I do it differently, who I've done it for, or who we've done it for, right? If you're newer uh, and those kinds of things. But it does start by, you have to learn how to sell with conviction. I think it was Zig Ziglar who said, you can't sell the cookware if you don't buy the cookware, right? Zig <laughs> Ziglar like an old school philosopher, right? But at the end of the day, like consumers are buying you and then they're buying into the company. And I tell that with any company, right? At the end of the day, if Taylor, heaven forbid, decided to lead Atlanta Bay, like you, you have a followership, right? Of people who know you, like you, trust you, respect you, mm-hmm. as Carnegie would say. And I do think trust and respect are the two most important ingredients, but it comes down to you individually and that you work with the company that you work with because you buy into them. Right. and their services and their alignment and their beliefs and their core values and all those kinds of things but at the end of the day individual people who are trusting you trust you
0: yeah absolutely and that is something that you know you have to be confident about you have to know what your what that why what that message is before you go into any conversation because if someone says well why should I choose you and you stutter over your words that's, you're already off to a bad start. Yeah. We know first impressions can be everything. Well, so thank you for that. I, I think it's so true. What would you say? I mean, why 90 days? Let's break down the 90 yeah, this, day. I want to yeah, know more.
1: Th- yeah, for sure. The, so the science, and again, I kind of go back into like at this previous division at my old company, what, five plus years ago now, uh, we called it talent supply, but it was really like, you know, for 90 days, for 12 weeks, we're going to come in here And it's like a boot camp style thing, right? Like we've all heard it takes 21 days to build a habit. By the way, that study is like 200 plus years ago. So like, to me, it's, it really does take 90 days of consistently doing something every single day, you know, get more done in 12 weeks than what most people get done in 12 months, right? And so that's kind of the concept for me when it comes to 90 days sales manager is if we can just really get you on a regimented like diet, whatever routine to help you go through, and play at that next level, then that's what we're going to help you do. And I talked about like talent supply in my old company. So the way that I started to uh, describe it is, I'm going to serve as your 90-day sales manager because that's really what I was doing. You know, every single day there's going to be. We have daily accountability. We have weekly benchmarks. We have monthly evaluations. You're getting direct access to me and our certified coaches. So if you do anything, as you know, Taylor, for 91 days, it's called. It's not called 90, 91. 91-day sales manager, by the way. 13 times seven is 91. But you get what I'm saying there, right? If you do anything for 90 days consistently, you're going to come out on the other end and you're going to have some increased results or production, just depending on what goals you set for yourself. But yeah, 90 days is is a great question. I've just kind of, I like to 10X everything, right? So when you think about 21 days, it's like, well, why not do it for 90 days?
0: Right. It's so true, the 21 day thing. I'm like, I've done something consistently for 21 days and it, it falls right off. So it's like, all right, obviously there's more to it. Well, so tell us a little bit about the, Who are you coaching? What is their journey like? And how do you see them transform from one, maybe not so educated, not so confident to at the end on day 91, when they're hitting the ground, really running and letting the reins go a little bit?
1: Yeah, you know, it's interesting because when I launched the the program or the business, it really was intended to be a sales onboarding business and it still is. But I guess I have kind of realized over the years, like sales onboarding, again, getting back into even salespeople haven't had a lot of times proper training or onboarding. And they just kind of like the school of hard knocks, right? Figuring things out. But it really still is meant to be for that person who's maybe six months to a year in the business where they know how to dot the I's and cross the T's, right? Because I'm not teaching them the specific mortgage and the contract. So it really is intended for real estate, mortgage, title, insurance, financial. I say anything that is commoditized right? Commodity meaning we all need it. We know we want it or need it, but it becomes so saturated that people compete on price and price alone. And so that's what I'm really helping people do is go out there and build the foundational fundamentals. But most importantly, again, to to help them package up their own special to overcome that commodity traps of their job. So, you know, I've, I've gone anywhere from, you know, helping create rookie of the year producers at multiple companies and multiple industries. And that is super fun for me because, Like helping people go from, I think I can do this, or I think this is my career to, okay, I know I can do this. I know this is my career, right? This is my vocation, my voice, or calling, not my occupation, something that occupies my time that I receive a paycheck for. And you said this earlier, you know, for a lot of seasoned people, it's easy to become jaded. You know, when you're having those commodity conversations every single day, and maybe you're having those high maintenance clients who aren't appreciating what it is that you do for them, you can become jaded. Just like as a coach, I can become jaded when people, Don't do, or they don't trust the things that I'm teaching them, or they don't go out there and do that, you know, or they do it for a little bit and then they stop doing it, you know. So it's just it's just as easy for me as a coach to get jaded as it is for for people out there that are loan officers or real estate agents, because you know, let's face it, a home buying the home buying experience or the process is one of the most emotional things that people will go through, Mm -hmm. and sometimes those negative emotions control the consumers and the people that they're working with, and therefore it can be very exhausting. Well, that's where it's gone from anywhere from brand new, helping them become rookie of the year producers to I have coached 200 million plus dollar producers wow. in mortgage and everything in between. So it's it's been a lot of fun.
0: Well, let's talk about how you pull out that emotional value statement, if you will. How do you kind of like coach that out? Because some people might be like, well, I don't know, you should just choose me. Or you should choose me because I work here. You know, What are you finding that? How do you extract that information out of people?
1: this is the book that I want to write. You know, I've been toying with this for five years. I don't want to go write like 19 books. I just want to write one really good book and have one awesome, amazing TED Talk. And so I'm finally realizing this is the main concept for me, right? Like prospecting is important, follow-ups important. Like I said, all those other things are important, but at the end of the day, it does come down to the individual person having confidence in who they are, what they do and why they matter. And a lot of times, Taylor, and I'm sure you've done this before, but a lot of times as, again, younger, newer people, we always compare up. Like you never compare yourself down to like, oh, I'm somebody that's 5, 10 years younger than you, right? Like you always compare up to your your mentors and successful people. Now that's a good thing, but it's also can be a bad thing because when you compare up to others, you know, somebody who's been doing it for 5, 10, 15, 20 years longer than you, that's not fair to you, you know? So that's where I, I really do try to coach people into turn your mess into your message. I said that earlier, but it's like your mentors, your education, your struggles, your scriptings, your experience. How do we turn all those into your individual message and really package that up? And so the way that I coach this and teach this is everybody has a value proposition, right? Like every salesperson I feel like in the world has gone through a value, like what makes you or your products, your services different? Who are your ideal clients? How do you leverage social proof? All those kinds of things. So the way that I teach this is we have to focus on your individual belief proposition first. So what is your five to 10 word tagline? So I've shared my two different taglines already. I believe trained outperform untrained. Everybody needs a coach in life at my core root. That is my core value that my core message, right? Like that's like Nike's just do it or Mm -hmm. insert whatever slogan, right? That is my slogan. Like, because it hits me right here Mm -hmm. now, like you might believe what I believe, which I hope that you do. And that's fine. But it's like going deeper into why I believe that that makes it so important, right? That's where Simon Sinek says, people don't buy what you do, they buy why you do it. Mm-hmm. So when I can help people kind of unpack or peel back those onion layers, where they almost get emotional talking about why they do what they do, right? Maybe it was, I've heard so many just amazing, crazy stories, but it's like, but a lot of people, it's funny because they're, they're like, you know, I moved around a lot when I was a kid. We never really had the stability or I grew up in a, in a poor family or whatever it might be. Like we we. are we, I lacked financial literacy, right? So when you can start really tapping into that part of it and they can start sharing those stories, well, once they start sharing that with another person, people truly start to believe what it is that they believe. So it's one thing to have the belief statement. It's another thing when you start sharing why you believe it? I call that like the v h one behind this you know v h one story behind this story. I used to love watching like the Garp Brooks documentaries right. and all those kinds of people, right? Like it's one thing to see somebody when they're successful, but it's like seeing how they got there and really seeing that upbringing that gives it proof into it all. So that's really where I start with everyone is trying to help them unpack that belief proposition, marry with their story or their mess in a in a lot of uh, cases, right? Like unfortunately, for a lot of us, it's it's the the pain and not the potential that really shapes who we are, what we do, and why we matter.
0: Yes, absolutely. So I guess everybody, everyone should have one. And if they don't, let's start thinking about what that is and take a look inside, dig down deep, peel the layers back and figure out why is it that you're doing what you're doing? And then tell us, Bruce, like, when do you pull that out? When do you pull out your value statement? Is it in your first initial prospecting or is it just interwoven in your conversations day to day? Tell us when you should use it.
1: It literally is, it should be everywhere. Once you have it, it should be on all your marketing materials. And again, like this is within compliance, all my mortgage friends out there. Yeah. But I believe, you know, everybody should have their own landing page as a website that would have it on there. I would recommend everybody has a 90 second video. They could have that video in their email signature, but once you have it down, yeah. Like I, and, and I mean, we're kind of getting into like the sales processes, but Every Yeah. Every first conversation. Sneak peek. (laughs) Sneak peek. Yeah. Like I call that you're helpless. Every first conversation. And the reason I call it an opportunity statement and not an obligation statement is it should excite you, right? It should evoke emotion in you. So the way that I teach it, like in every first conversation, whether that's with a potential referral partner or a consumer, before I tell you what to do, let me tell you what I believe. And let me tell you why I believe it. And then let me tell you what I do. And let me tell you how I do it differently. And let me tell you who the people that we've done it for and if I can help you, just like we helped all these other people, and you share my beliefs, that insert belief statement, what would stop us from getting started or what would stop us from having conversations? And if you can truly get that thing down into 90 seconds to three minutes, then I like it's a complete game changer. And it's and again, it sets the stage and the tone for everything else that you do, right? You're going to have more confidence in your prospecting, you're going to have more confidence in your follow up. Uh, we all know the fortunes in the follow-up, but most people are poor at the follow-up process because they'd run out of interesting things to say. So we kind of teach them like tapping back into this opportunity statement. Now, going back into that first conversation, remember we said this, this, and this, and it sounded like we were in alignment. The other part of this that I, I love talking about is, would you rather know in the first you know, 15 to 30 seconds, if somebody fits your filter of somebody you want to do business with because you have shared beliefs, yes, or would you rather chase them for 15 months, which is what most
0: salespeople are taught to do? Right. No, get to the no quick.
1: Yes, absolutely. Yeah. And and, and we'll talk about this more, I think, in the, like, the third part, which is the marketing side of this. But I have always been a big proponent to attract other people. We must become more attractive. So what? how attractive is your message? Who are you trying to get it in front of, in front of your ideal clients, right? And then from there, it becomes a whole lot more fun in this process. Just like you asked me to become on your podcast after you see me speak, right? Like, at the end of the day, like I want to be in demand. I want to do as many of these as I as I possibly can because it opens the door. And out of your audience of people, like not everyone's gonna love Dr. Bruce and my high energy and all this crazy stuff that I do. Right. But the 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 realization is like I'm just looking for those who are looking for me. And what I have found is typically one out of, you know, one out of four people will typically fit my filter. It used to be one out of six. But now you really start honing in on the exact people that you want to do business with and getting in front of the right people. And that's when it becomes really, really fun. I think everybody would, would say that, right? Like business can be exhausting when it's all outbound. And early on, it is all outbound. You know, when you're that, that brand new loan officer, it's all outbound. But eventually over a year, over two years, over three years, you build that brand reputation. And that's when it becomes really, really fun. When people are calling you, you're in demand, they fit your filter, they share your beliefs. That's when it's fun.
0: Yes, 100%. Well, this isn't the last time we're hearing from Dr. Bruce. He is coming back on for a few more episodes. We're going to dive into the sales side of the 90-day and then the marketing side. So thank you for lending forward your time today, Dr. Bruce. It was a great time. Thank you, Taylor. Thanks again for listening to the Lending Forward podcast powered by Atlantic Bay Mortgage Group. Don't forget to tune in next week and make sure you subscribe to our channel. Remember, we all play a part in lending forward. So go lend something forward today.